Places, please. Places for the top of Theater Countdown. You know, this show is supposed to be very good. I hear it's the same people who did Bullets Over Broadway. It's a comedy. I love that. You like that? Wonderful. Oh, thank you. Thank I like comics. So How about the shows today are so dark? You they're know? so dark and they're so angry. Why are they angry? I saw that Oklahoma and I thought that was, I always liked Oklahoma. I thought that was always a toe-tapping good time kind of show. But this one was very angry. They ruined it. They ruined it. I don't know. Thank you for okay. going on that scene study journey with me. I absolutely <laughs> will. Yes, Angie, until next Thursday. I know you will. I'm into will. it. <laughs> we're we're yes, Angie, all the time here on Theater Countdown, which is, yeah. by the way, since I didn't tell you what you were listening to, you may have thought it was a, an award-winning Broadway show, but it, it wasn't. It's just our little our little two-person play. Um, I am Asmarette Gebra McKell, and I'm here with the ever-wonderful Ben Cameron, Broadway buddy. Ah, oh, yes, here we are. How are you, Charles? I'm really good. How are you? I'm good. You survived your birthday shenanigans? I survived birthday shenanigans, allergies, everything that tried to bring me down. It did not. And nobody in all of Oz is ever going to bring you down. Got that right. That's for darn sure. Uh, I went to something really fun last week, and it was not my birthday, but I went to... A crazy like 7 a.m. disco oh. in Rockefeller Center. It was crazy. It's called Daybreaker. And you can go, you buy a ticket and you can go and you take a yoga class at 6 a.m. Yes. Like right by the giant gold statue where the ice skating rink is. You take yoga with a bunch of other hippies. I mean, I'm not sure I qualify as a hippie, but I want to be a hippie. And then you have a crazy dance party that ends at 9 a.m. Did Was Kareem teaching? You know, Kareem teaches yoga class for that sometimes oh no she wasn't yes, cutting plenty was, beats i would love her in my ears on that because you wear headphones for the whole thing right because you're you're right there in the middle of rockefeller center um i think our the yoga teacher's name was something like messiah or something like that it's oh, not messiah right. but it's something <laughs> like messiah I and love she was that. wearing pink sequins it was really fun and then i went and taught a wicked workshop Oh, that's really cool. I, yeah, I, I've seen people post about that Daybreaker. Uh, is it a festival? Would you call it a festival? Uh, sure, yeah. I guess. There, there's all sorts of fun things like kombuchas and, and bananas. and like <laughs> Oh, bananas are spray. so fun. <laughs> bananas are the most fun. Well, you know, bananas are funny. That's <laughs> bananas are a funny fruit. Bananas are funny fruit, which is appropriate for our... our uh, theme today it totally is you know um but before we get into that we just want to remind you that you can find us on social media at theater countdown on instagram and tiktok and at theater count on twitter um and please rate and review our show we actually do read the reviews that you send us so please like you know tell us what you loved and what you didn't love so much or how, where you would agree or disagree with the list that we've come up with right charles Absolutely, because you are going to disagree with it. We've learned that much, um, and I I welcome it. Hey, I have a joke for you. Ready? Knock knock. Who's there? Um, uh, Rob Murphy. Rob Murphy, who? Rob Murphy, fan of the show, friend of the show, who did exactly what we asked and wrote us a review and put oh it on the webs of the interwebs socials. Oh my goodness! What did Rob Murphy say? Hi, Rob well, Murphy from DC. Yeah, well, let's see. Rob I Murphy. Did I just give that away? Rob, oh, no, I don't. But Rob, Rob likes people. Judging yeah. from his review of us, he's not going to be mad that we. Okay, should I read it? What do we think Rob Murphy sounds like? Let's. I think Rob Murphy's British. Okay. Rob Murphy wrote and said on a review, and maybe you can use this as a template for your review, dear listener. I'm so. So it was capitalized. So glad I found this podcast. I'm a huge theater fan, and I haven't been able to find a theater podcast that is entertaining and informative until now. My partner and I live in D.C., and in addition to the theater we get here, we made a few trips each year to New York to see several shows each weekend, but the pandemic halted that. That's for darn sure, Rob Murphy. 
We're hoping to get back to NY soon, but until then, I'm loving a podcast. You have great chemistry with each other. I have lots of great stories and great information to share. I also love the game at the top of the show. Thank you for putting this together. Wishing you much success with it. I'm also hoping to hear a countdown in in the future of the greatest opening numbers. Oh. Anyway, thanks again for show. Well, Rob Murphy, we will make that dream come true. Abba salute Lali. And Rob Murphy, thank you for writing in and thank you for listening to our show. That's so nice. I Three really cheers like that. for Rob Murphy. Hip hip. Hooray. Hip hip. Hooray. Oh, well, we really are doing this. All right. Hip hip. Hooray. <laughs> Comedy comes in threes. You gotta you gotta complete this the the cycle. You're right. You're right. You're right. I knew that. Of course you um, did. I am yes. uh, joining my friend and former Theater Countdown guest, Jessica Vosk, uh, this week at 92nd Street Y. She's doing a concert called California Dreamin', and I'm really excited. I'm singing with her one night. Keisha Lewis is singing another night, and Eden Espinosa is singing for the third performance. Um, I'm super stoked. That's so freaking cool. And it's the songwriters of Laurel Canyon, right? Yes. So it's like 60s folk 60, music. 70, yeah, totally. What song are you going to do? Is that, can you, are you, do you have an NDA? Uh, <laughs> not for this project. Um, I am singing Try Me Again by Linda Ronstadt. And then she and I are singing um, the Mamas and Papas version of Dream a Little Dream of Me as a duet. Oh. Okay. I love try me again and people don't know about this song i know don't know about this song but this is such a great song i'm a big linda ronstadt fan i mean she's incredible and i i had the pleasure of just listening to her music over and you know what i mean as i was trying to find a song i i didn't know the song either and when i heard it i was like why do i not know this song yeah Trisha Yearwood, who's a country singer, yes. who I love. Oh, do you listen to her version too? I haven't listened to her version yet, but I can imagine. Pretty stellar. Sounds like yeah. Pretty stellar. Um, but Linda Ronstadt also loved a musical. She did, and she loved um a country song. She was like, I didn't realize how country she got. She got country. She got Latin. She got show tuny. She got she super poppy. Somewhere around, somewhere out there. She really did That's it all. Right. She really did it all. Yeah. So I'm I'm super excited about that. Um, speaking of powerhouse women, um, I've been watching all these documentaries because, you know, we lost the iconic Tina Turner. Yeah. Um, so I just went down this rabbit hole of watching her documentary, which is incredible. I watched the Donna Summer documentary, like all these, all these powerhouse divas who had musicals turned in, uh, uh, written about their lives. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty, um, it was a pretty, pretty powerful weekend of documentary watching i think it's also tricky when you're making a musical about a pop star too to like get it really right i think so too and i think it's become such a popular format like was it the donna summer musical and the share musical both had both had three versions of the character Mm -hmm. through their lifetime which is interesting. I feel like it, it can work or it cannot work. That's up yes. for debate, isn't it? It is up for debate. I didn't see either show. Okay. Um, and I've, I mean, I, I yeah. Did you? I'm I sure you did. yeah. I think out of all of the of the this is the diva musicals that exist. Yeah. I think that, and P, I think people would maybe disagree with me, but I think that the Tina Turner musical is the best one. I would agree with you. That's the only one I have seen. I saw that. Saw that in London. Um, I know a lot of people really love Beautiful, the Carol King musical. Oh, right, right, right. Yes. And I think did that win Tony's that year? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. It did. Um, I didn't love that nearly as much as I liked the Tina. Tina Turner just has the story. Yeah. True. The, the grit of that, you know, like in the Carol. If I'm people are gonna hate me for this, but in the Carol King musical, it's like. Oh, she was sad once, but she wrote all these hits and got to be a yeah. big star, but she got yeah. sad once, you know, but like Tina yeah. Turner got the living shit kicked out of her by, by Ike. That's riveting theater. That is true. You know what? I see it your way now. I, I actually, I never got to see Beautiful. I mean, I love Carol King, obviously, speaking of Laurel Canyon, yeah. singer-songwriters, but um, yeah. 
I, I I enjoyed Tina very much, and I I I imagine that of 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 all of them, that would probably have been my favorite. Although you know, I, I may have loved Beautiful too, but yeah, um, it just felt it's Beautiful felt really safe. Like it's here's what it is: it's when you've got the um, estates of these great artists involved in the production of these musicals. They really have a hand in how they want the icon to be portrayed. And sometimes right. that they they really want to push that as flawlessly as possible, yeah. which when you're presenting only the good assets of somebody uh, on stage or, you know, it's, it's hard to make it as fulfilling an evening of theater. We like the triumph of the human spirit. Yeah. I mean, I, I that was a similar criticism that people had about Motown because it was Barry Gordy mm. controlling the narrative and in charge of the show, you know, it mm. was... It, you know, there, there were only certain things or certain ways that he could be portrayed. Right. Right. And they had to be and, positive. <laughs> it's like, yeah. thank you, Mr. Gordy, for, you know, for changing yeah. our lives. There was like yeah. none of the other stuff about like, you know, not paying his artists or not giving them royalties or any of that. Minute, min minutia. <laughs> Did, didn't he like buy out like a few months of the show at one point? Did he? I wouldn't be surprised. I, I feel like that was a whole thing that he, there was a, like a dip in ticket sales or something, or like they had to keep it alive till Tony's time. So Barry Gordy just like bought a month worth of tickets to sell out the show. Something like that. What a weird thing to make up if that's not true. Yeah. There's, there's something there. I wouldn't be surprised. I wouldn't be surprised. I mean, if it's a bit of a vanity project, he's alive and he wants it to look that way and he wants yeah, himself I, to look, come on, great doesn't want empty houses exactly i mean it did run for a long time considering yeah. right somebody who's listening look into that we're we're our thumbs are too tired to search <laughs> in the meantime i think if i'm not mistaken we have some hot sexy theater news girls is that true it's the truest oh my god we interrupt our program to bring you this theater news What's the haps? What's the buzz? Tell me what's a happening. What's the buzz? Tell me what's a happening. What's the buzz? Tell me what's a happening. Oh, oh, I, I'm glad I waited for that last uh, embellishment. Um, so there's a school in Fort Wayne, Indiana, that was putting on a their school play, uh, Marion, which was a gender bending version of Robin Hood, um, to which because of the current climate that we're in and not everybody agrees that love is love. Um, they had people who were boycotting the show and, and trying to get it shut down. And so these kids dis decided that they wanted to put on the show anyway. They raised almost $84,000 uh, and they would rehearse, you know, after they did their homework and studied for AP exams and they put on this amazing show. And the crazy thing is, so right, so the school got complaints about the subject matter being being queer. Yeah um at some point in the show and of course parents freaked out about that and then the school's stance on it was that they were canceling the show out of concern for the safety of the students right which is i guess you know paint the horse whatever color you need to in this in the article but uh but then the cool thing was is when they did it 1500 people showed up that's amazing that's yeah so it just gets down to like i was looking at with the drag bands that are happening and yeah. uh, this is not a political podcast, but um, sometimes shit is just far too stupid to ignore. But this like with the drag bands, you can't in Tennessee put on a production of hairspray or Lakasha full or kinky boots or because it's illegal to have public performances that feature people in drag how <laughs> fucking insane is this it's insane and it's like completely like tennessee i mean there's there's been enough going on in tennessee to focus on that has nothing to do with drag it's wild. that's all i'm saying look over there look over there it's yeah. it's completely it's sickening actually is what it is book bands and and but the fact that it floods over into theater in this way that like the messages of some of these shows are so important and and you and I both know how formative and, and amazing being a part of what a show can be. 
as an audience member or an actor or a performer designer and to take all of that off the table in the name of this ignorant righteousness is absolute bullshit and quite frankly misplaced concern right like (laughs) quite frankly people are posting that wanda sykes quote you know about uh, about (laughs) looking at you know, I can't, I'm going to misquote it, but it's, it's been floating all over the internet. Yeah. When, when a drag queen walks into a, <laughs> to a school and beats, beats 60 kids to death with a copy of To Kill a Mockingbird, then we can talk. Yeah. And something yeah, like yeah. that, but yeah. it's crazy. Um, so even all the more reason to celebrate these kids who have, despite all of that bullshit, still put on their show. So. We salute you. Yes. Hats Artists. Off. That's right. Brave artists. Um, beyond that, I think the other interesting thing that's happening right now is the Here Lies Love, the upcoming Imelda oh, Marcus yes. musical with, by David Byrne and Fatboy Slim, where they're turning the entire Broadway theater into a dance club. The whole orchestra is gone. Uh, and it's only come out in the last week, and there's been plans for this for a really long time. A lot of cool things. First, all Filipino cast on in Broadway history. But the music is and has been since the inception of the show, uh, EDM. It's it's dance music. Yeah. And thusly was going to be going as pre-recorded music for the show. Well, now there's a lot of chatter on the Rialto about the musicians that are not being utilized for this and the contracts and that that and norms that that would be breaking, wherein a Broadway show has to employ X amount of live musicians. I don't really know where it stands right now, but I, there's a lot of talk happening right now. Mm. And people who are choosing to say that they are boycotting the show. I, I don't I don't know if there's a path forward where they can use live musicians and create the sound that they want. Um, but yeah, wow. that's happening. And the thing is about that, this was several years ago, but do you remember when they were trying to do that with Radio City with the Christmas Spectacular? Mm. They were trying to get rid of the live musicians and that didn't go over at all. Um, right. Well, it, particularly at Radio City, they uh, you yeah. see the orchestra. Exactly. I mean, at certain points, the orchestra rises up from the depths and like yeah. floats around and moves and the organists are there. And yeah. yeah. I, I, so I guess it's also like a matter of compensation, like, you know, which is similar to what's going on with the writer strike, right? In terms of like, usage and what does what does that mean for the musicians who recorded that and and uh, you know right i don't know if this with this music was it all just computer generated music right or did That's people the or there set, oh yeah it's edm i guess it's electronic but um yeah i don't have enough information to like really get on a soapbox about it um but it does seem a shame to not have live musicians as part of the experience but then again it also Seems very interesting to me to have a very different theatrical experience. Um, but I guess the question is, but we do, are we, do we do that on Broadway? So we'll keep you posted on how that shakes down, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. The other thing too, is it was the, um, the WGA asking it's, it's uh, union members to not attend the Tonys if they're nominated. Have you heard about this? Oh no, that's a, they're not going to pick it. But yeah, they're not going to pick it. But they've asked some of their uh, Tony-nominated union members to not attend. Wow, that's a yeah. very that's a McDLT. The hot stays hot, the cold stays cold. That's right. And if you got that reference, you are forty. <laughs> Someone told me what it meant in the <laughs> other room. So a forty-year-old. Um, some geezer, some geezer, in. some like oh, over the hill forty year old. So it means like writers from the shows will not be there. Yeah, so like Sarah Bareilles, for example, mm. is being asked not to go, even though she's nominated as an actor. Mm. She's a member of the WGA. Mm. It's tricky. Ooh. Ah, uh, ooh, ah, uh, we need more information. Yeah, exactly. Uh, well, well, stay tuned here for our 24-7 Sarah watch. Baby Jessica's in a well. Will Sarah Bareilles attend the Tonys? 
Wait, you explain McDLT, but you don't explain baby Jessica? <laughs> What's happening? <laughs> if you got, well, I don't know how you even got that reference. If because <laughs> you got that reference, you are still in your 40s. <laughs> baby Jessica and McDLT. Today's episode is brought to you by the McDLT. Listen, I'll take it. We're spilling the McDLT on Broadway news. That's it right there. <laughs> yeah, that was that was our theater. That was a pretty good theater news roundup. Yeah. I have to say. L- we're lots of question marks, lots of to be continues. That's right. Let's let's get out of here before we get ahead of ourselves. <laughs> Quick, this way. Run. Before people start using us as a credible source. Jesus. <laughs> oh my God. Please, disclaimer, do not <laughs> use our hot, sexy theater news segment as a credible source of theater. As tempting as it may be, because we sound you... really authoritative. We're, we're used to speaking with a lot of a lot of authority. It doesn't necessarily mean that we know what the fuck's going on. That's right. <laughs> Let's get out of here. Okay. <laughs> Let's get out of here. <laughs> um let's play a all game. right yes let's play a game let's rob likes play games. A I game. like the games. there's chris chris is our here game i am daddy. hey chris <laughs> i'm the game daddy i'm whatever version of a game person that you would like me to be i'm here to help and we've got a fun uh-huh. game today here's the the jingle for it seventh avenue that's it <laughs> i just want to know when patty lapone <laughs> saying give my regards to broadway she sang it just about 10 seconds ago. Well, okay, yeah. That's a, that's a theater countdown exclusive. Well played. Only, she came in live. She came to Chris's house. Belted out. She's got time. She's got time. Two she's bars. Time. Well, she can do that sort of gig now that she's free. She's from not equity. Union. Yeah. Yeah. The way this one works is, before we recorded, I sent Ben and Az a series of seemingly random trivia questions. The catch is that the answers to these songs are keywords in popular musical theater numbers. So through some trick editing, we're going to go back and listen to the songs now to see how they did with the answers. I'll go ahead and read the questions, and then we'll play the song to see how, how well they did. If you don't understand it, I, I think you'll probably get it after the first one. <laughs> we'll start I with Ben's number one it. question. Okay. I asked Ben, how old is Harrison Ford? And for the answer, let's go ahead and listen to this. 76. Trombones led the big parade. You got it. 110 cornets close at hand. Did you look that up, you motherfucker? How did no, you know that? No, I did not. Wait, wait. I know we just told everybody that we're not credible, but we are <laughs> incredible. because Very impressive answer. Wait, that's correct? That was it? That was it. Sounded like it to me. Thin air. I made it up. I didn't look it up, and it's right. Oh wow! I'm putting that on my hinge profile. (laughs) (laughs) So let's go. Let's move ahead to the first one I asked as, and that one was not to be confused with a song by the Six Nine Boys. In what New York City borough was the Tootsie Roll candy invented? And for this one, let's have a listen to the song. Staten Island. Staten Island. Staten Island. Staten Island. So hold on. I still don't know what it is. What is it? It's Brooklyn. Oh. What didn't I say, Chris? To be fair, that was my second choice. Yeah, I'll give you one point for second choice. I'll write that down. Staten Island. The delivery. Let's move ahead back over to Ben. I asked Ben, in 2013, what car manufacturer celebrated the launch of its new sports car model, the Stingray, by sending one of the cars into space? And let's listen to the answer. Chevrolet. Yay. (laughs) I, I got two rights, and I didn't even know how the game was played. Oh, my God. Crushing it. Also, I sound very gay when I say Chevrolet. I wonder if I sound (laughs) gay anytime I say something French. Let's move on to As. Second question I asked her, uh, what country is the world's most popular tourist destination? And here we go. 
Our country. <laughs> so, no, hold on a second. That's, uh, where's the no one? That was wrong. <laughs> so, that was France. I think because France is like a, a hub. France. You know, maybe... Because everyone's rude to everybody and they like being me like being spoken meanly to? What the fuck is that? It is because there's of a Disney the World there too. I did say that. I said our country because of Disney World. And I thought maybe it was, maybe it's not because there's one in Paris. I would like to take a second to let all of our French listeners know that we have a deep respect for you, regardless of what she might have just said about how rude you all are. No, I'm, I respect how rude they are. I respect no, how true. rude the French that's are. True. That's true. And I love all my best song. friends are French. <laughs> just, just kidding. Who would do that? Just, just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Pardon my okay. French. All right, let's go. <laughs> Moving on to number three, I asked Ben, which 90s sitcom featured cameo appearances from celebrities such as Robin Williams, Reese Witherspoon, Jean-Claude Van Damme, and many others? Oh. I feel good about this one. Yeah, I feel good about this ones. one, too. Friends. Abrupt. It's the abruptness that I like on that one. <laughs> you are very excited about these because you knew you got them right. I didn't know. I did not know. Oh, I didn't even know what the game was, but I did think that that was the right answer. It was friends. Yeah. I think I originally had Brad Pitt in there as well, but I felt like that's a giveaway, a, a super giveaway. Yeah. Them. And I guess even so Reese Witherspoon is also a giveaway. Speaking of which I'm going to go ahead and tack on the full length answers that Ben Asmaret did onto the next bonus episode <laughs> that we do. So you can hear the full, the full answers. Oh, so you fun. can get a real taste of the, of their, uh, thought process on oh that. god yeah moving on to asmarat we asked asmarat that's the royal we i asked her in an email uh who's on the ten dollar bill and for that one let's listen to this one get your education don't forget from whence you came and the world's gonna know your name what's your name man alexander hamilton <laughs> yeah <laughs> <laughs> Chris, I'm gonna I'm gonna admit when when I got that question, I was like, I know this game. I've done a version of this game that is not as well edited, but I was like, oh, now I know that has to be the answer. Yeah. I like thought about it three hours later. I was like, I got that right. So moving on to Ben, I like that you're like that you you knew you had that one. It sounds like Alexander Hamilton. Duh. <laughs> <laughs> I asked Ben what alcohol is derived from juniper berries. Here's the answer to that one. And all that jazz. Start the car. I know a whoopee spot where the gin, gin is cold, but the yeah. Vienna's hot. Absolutely nailed it. <laughs> I really, I really have a way with single word answers. There's a lot, there's a lot of substance behind my inflections here. Wow. So much passion. So much passion. <laughs> trying to gotta learn how to how to ignore my instincts here. I asked Asmaret, John Stockton and Carl Malone played on what team together? Now before I play it, yes or no, Ben, <laughs> do you know the answer to this one? I absolutely know the answer because of where I grew up. That's what I figured. I figured you, eventually you see like jerseys and stuff possibly yeah. it might be the thing. But anyway, and let's car dealerships here. and and oh, that's a good point. And <laughs> songs. Yeah. Let's go ahead and listen just to verify. When I was young, my dad would treat my mom real bad. Every time the, the Utah Jazz would lose, he'd started drinking and I... How am I keeping them? I'm getting abused. Points for that one. Hey, Brian Sears. Utah Jazz. I, I did throw you under the bus when I gave that answer. You did? So I was like, he'll know because he's from Utah. But I was like, he's not going to know that. Oh, yeah. Well, there was a song that was on the radio that was called Basketball John. That was all about John Stockton. John Stockton. Like a song that they played on the radio. Our basketball, oh John, John Stockton. Utah sounds awesome. Yeah. And then Carl Malone has a bunch of car dealerships. Like you can go to, you can get a Carl Malone Mitsubishi if you want one. Are they called Car Malone? No, it seems like a wasted opportunity though, doesn't it? That's a yeah. bummer. Oh, well. Oh, well. This is the final question for Ben. I asked Ben, what type of arcade game was banned in many major cities throughout the U.S. from 1940 to 1976? Definitely oh. not working out. This one and so this is what he said. Zoltar. Listen to 
Zoltar. So hold on a second. That's a, that's a no on that one twice. Do we all know Zoltar, what? Huh? Do you know what that is? What Zoltar is? From Big, of course I do. <laughs> I thought maybe it was banned because it was like the occult. Because it was turning children into adults. <laughs> yeah, it's turning children into Tom Hanks. You know, like really a weird. Ouija board, like your fortune told yeah. is like evil. I, I did like a, 20 seconds of research into that. It had something to do with, I guess there was a gambling aspect to pinball originally. So oh. until that was sorted oh. out. Oh, yeah. interesting. Zoltar Wizard. So this is the last question I asked Asmaret. What country is the home to the southernmost city in the world? I give like a five-minute response for this. Yes. <laughs> and here's the answer. Don't cry <laughs> Swaziland? <laughs> That's wrong. It's incorrect. If you look at a map, it's wild. South America goes way further down. Than you would uh, assume. I know. Even as I said it, I knew it was wrong. But I was like, eh, it's more interesting to say Swaziland. So. Yeah. And it is. And it absolutely was. <laughs> so that's it. That's the game. All right. Good times. Good times of laughter. Let's make Let's get a into list. this list. Yes. Yes. All right. Before we slip on a banana peel, yuck, 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 yuck. We are doing our the funniest musicals of all time. Uh, we did decide we were going to keep this to musicals. Yeah. Because I think if we enter open up plays, hey, I just don't know that I would feel like I'm qualified to to do that. I'm sure there's hilariously funny plays. Yeah, I feel like that goes beyond our the jurisdiction of our certified knowledge. Yeah, or it's, outside, yeah it's above our pay grade. <laughs> it's above our pay but grade. I will say in high school, I found Christopher Durang. So I think by Christopher Durang, I think is the most hilarious thing I've ever been. And, and Neil Simon plays are always hilariously funny. I'm a John Patrick Shanley girl too. Okay, yeah, see. Oh, wow, we are he, qualified. He... Look at that. Yeah. Huh. yeah. Uh, all right, so musicals, funniest. Not yes. just funniest. Party har har. Party har har. You I, ready? Um, okay. Make me laugh. I mean, I think I think this goes without saying that like more than any of our lists, this list, this countdown in particular could go, I mean, depending on what you find funny sure. on any given day. Because I looked at, I mean, uh, this is the same thing I say every time, but I looked at this list and I was like, ah, ah, ah. I was like sort of reconfiguring things and sort of like, well, uh, I don't know, on, on any on any given day, some of these could be number one. Remember, we're not. But a, they're not today. Remember, we're not a credible source. <laughs> so take it with a grain of salt. We're just your, we're your, just your weird aunt and uncle who have a podcast. Yeah. But we are incredible. Yes. Something incredible, you might even I say. I would. I might even sing it. This might be a song that belongs to one of our funniest musicals. Mm -hmm. All right, number 10. My number 10 funniest musical was sort of a late addition to my list, um, but it combines things that I love, which are comedy, drag queens, and Annalie Ashford. Uh, Kinky Boots, my number 10. Funny. Funny. It's funny. Funny. It is. It, I mean, it's. I, I saw the show so long ago, and I actually saw my friend Haven Burton uh, play that role. But History of Wrong Guys is one of the best, funniest songs for women I've heard in a long time, in my opinion. Yeah. I think it's so clever. Yeah. And I think I've seen a few people do it. I've seen, I yeah. saw Anna Lee. I saw um, Taylor Louderman. Um, oh, wow. I saw the girl from the recent revival. All funny. Yeah. All funny. Yeah. And, and to an extent, drag queens are funny. Drag queens are funny. I mean, Billy, I saw the show on a night that Billy was like in in, a, in particularly rare form. And, and I, it was just uh, very entertained. <laughs> I was like, okay, Billy. He was feeling himself. He was feeling himself. It was really fun, you know, but he'd been there a while. He'd won the Tony, you know, he was like really taking the liberties that only Billy Porter can take. And it was and the, a delight. Everyone's eating it up. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Kinky yeah, so Boots. Number 10. Did you want to listen to History of Wrong Guys? We could listen to it. Yeah, let's let's give it a listen. Charlie, oh, 
I also find fake accents to be quite funny. I think that anything with a really thick laid on accent gets comic bonus points. Yes, I agree. My number 10 is a little off the beaten path because is it a musical? Yes. Has it been on Broadway? I'm pretty damn sure. Certainly was it the public. Um, but it is knockdown, drag out funny, as is so much of what we got from Gilbert and Sullivan. Uh, so my number 10 funniest musical, and if you don't think it's a musical, let me know. But Pirates of Penzance is so freaking funny. It is it is funny bone funny. And it's it holds up today. It, it's so farcical and yeah. so <clears throat> stupid. Like the whole Tarantara, like Keystone Cop, um, like bumbling cop guys running around chasing after the pirates totally. who are all just flamboyant. Like Benny Hill. Totally. Yes. hundred <laughs> um, percent. That's a great one. You know, that was like swirling around in my head for a while and I didn't add it. And I would also venture to say that it's probably one of the one of the better movie musicals as well. Because I saw I saw the movie first. Uh-huh. Um, Kevin Klein. Linda Ronstadt. That's right. Linda Ronstadt. That's right. That's right. Yep. But all of it's just so they chase each other around rocks and there's a chorus of sisters and a chorus of of pirates and they're trying to make it's and the modern major general song, which is just yes. a masterpiece and so ridiculous. But it's just this like foppery through the entire thing and it's sung through because it's an operetta. It's just this wild foppery and then the paradox, everybody gets their moment, but it's just so stupid. It's so silly. It is. Um, so produce it in your hometowns if you're listening, because more Pirates of Penzance, I think. There was a production that was done in California a few years back where Will Swenson was the Pirate King. Oh, yes. And that was supposed to move to Broadway and and, and hasn't made that yet. But what's I played Edith yes. in my eighth grade production of it. Perfect. Yeah. So yeah. I'm available. <laughs> I'm available. <laughs> really good one. That was a very inspired choice. Charles. You think so? I we should hear some Pirates yeah. of Penzance. Yeah, we should we should hear some um modern major general, I think. Yes. I am the vetted model of a modern major general. I've information, vegetable, animal, and mineral. I know the kings of England and I quote the fights historical from Malafon to Waterloo in order categorical. I am very well acquainted too with matters mathematical. I understand equations both the simple and quadratical. About binomial theorem, I'm teeming with a lot of news. Lot of news. Lot of... Got it. Who with the many cheerful facts about the square of the hypotenuse? I'm very good at integral and differential calculus. I know the scientific names of beings and immalculus. In short, it matters vegetable, animal, and mineral. I am the very Do you remember during the pandemic when we all had to do that thing where we washed our hands and we had to sing um 20 seconds of our show tune happy birthday what it or, was yeah um yeah my my video that i made was i was washing my hands slowly too i am the very model of a modern major general and i would wash it faster wash my hands faster that's probably on instagram i love that next what did i do i did one of those i can't remember anyway what'd you do what song did you I do honestly cannot remember but if I had thought about it, I would have used a song for my number nine choice, oh. which has never been on Broadway. Okay, fair. It was off Broadway yes. and featured some very well-known young actresses who, I don't know, who are very famous now. Anyway, number, <laughs> number nine, those actresses are uh, Laura Bell Bundy, Britney Spears. Do you know what I'm talking about? I do. About, I know exactly what you're talking about. Number nine for me is Ruthless. Ruthless. I was first. I had it on my initial list. Did you? I had. I figured. I figured. Actually, when I when you said you weren't sure if it was on Broadway, I was like, Oh my god, are we gonna have the same choice? Mm -hmm. Um, I first learned about this song like I did most other theater songs in my dance studio, and my sister's group did did a a routine to the song "I Was Born to Entertain," Uh and then it ended with it ended with I was born to play this part. And I think my sister, one of the girls in the class, like, you know, the Ruthless is about like what you will do to, you know, it's it's baby, it's baby show girls, essentially. Yeah. And murder. And yeah, 
Yeah. Spoiler. And one of the girls in the number kills the other girl. Like she like gets rid of the other girls so that she can play the part. Like Abby like spared no like details with these little girls. Once again, like, you know, proving inappropriate, but uh, it's a really funny show. And they just revived it in like 2016, I believe. I saw it. Um, I did yeah. too. I did too. Our friend Tracy J. Edwards was in yes. it. Yes. So we don't have to listen to it, but I you should listen to I I was listening to the 1994 production, the L.A. production. It's so funny. And like, I don't know, kids are always funny. And hearing little kids belt their hearts out, just like it brings me so much joy. Yeah, that was absolutely I could show you on my paper where I it's right there. And it's circled. I love it. It's right there. Um, but now I'll take it if, off my list because I want to save room on the list for more. Um, yeah, everybody likes a killer kid anyway. That's very yeah, funny. Exactly. And there, well, you couldn't do that show in Tennessee. No, you could not. Because what's the what's the agent's name who comes in? Who's all crazy? Something St. Clair. I can't remember. That, oh yes, that's yeah. right. Good memory. Um, my number nine, also never on Broadway for very very good reason. Um, and this is a blanket one, but. My number nine was ever on Broadway because it is Forbidden Broadway. And Forbidden Broadway oh is a review show that comes up every so often, but there's cast albums galore to listen to that lampoons all the Broadway shows. And uh, so I'm taking liberties with the term musical because it is, this is the funniest musical, but it's, it's does all, you know, it's got, you know, 60 year old chain smoking Annie in there and just it takes the piss out of absolutely everything the most recent version i believe was spamilton yes that i uh, our friend jerry mcintyre yes. did didn't he did he 100 yes. yes he choreographed it yeah did he direct it yes. too i don't remember if he directed but gerard alessandrini writes all of these and he it is they are so uh, scathing and searing the the it's he's the best parody lyric writer i've ever heard it is, and the, if you listen to the cast recordings, it's just piano and the voices, but they do, do all these. Felicia Finley has done, um, yes. has done Forbidden Broadway. Chris, the great Christine Petty uh, did those forever. Uh, they're just so funny. And especially if you're a theater nerd, which you probably are if you're listening to this, it's, I've, I laugh so hard. You're going to find out through my list too that I, because this is what we do for a living and this is our life, nothing tickles me quite as much as comedy that surrounds the theater. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. So Forbidden Broadway, my friends. Number That's nine. Really, I'm I'm very I'm I'm very inspired by that oh. choice. Um and also like uh, can we just take a moment too for the uh, like shows like Forbidden Broadway, the off-Broadway theater in New York and 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 shows like this, they they get produced in other in other cities too. When we were doing, I mean, this show has gone on for longer, but when we we were doing Footloose, do you remember the show Tony and Tina's Wedding? Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, the shows that like really like these like really niche shows that if you couldn't get a ticket to see, I don't know, whatever Cats, whatever was running at the time, you could go to these these other shows for a cheaper ticket mm -hmm. and be just as entertained. Oh yeah. Um. And I remember, like, I, because I was swinging Footloose, I would sit outside and I would see, you know, Tony and Tina's wedding would, like, take people outside. outside and you would go for a walk. And so you would see these groups of tourists. It was really funny. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, I remember seeing them, too. Yeah. And you would always so, be like, which one's the actress? Then you see the girl with the yeah. biggest hair in the world in her tacky wedding dress, just yelling at the top totally. of her lungs and, like, waving at the other theaters as she goes by. Exactly. Now we just watch The Real Housewives of New Jersey, but it's, it's before we so, have that. I don't, this is crazy. <laughs> this is crazy. I just, I, I'm a little, I'm a couple episodes behind, but I think I know what happens or what doesn't happen. Yeah, exactly. Wow, Who wow, doesn't wow. come to dinner? That's right. Yeah. Um. All right. My number eight, my number eight choice um, is funny and it has nothing to do with the fact that I was in it. But it is a standalone funny show. It was funny before I joined the can cast. I can I say um, going through this, you're in a lot of the yeah. funny shows. I know. As I was going through this, I was like, hmm. Not, yep. Yeah. Uh-huh. I was like, how do I not how do I not come off biased? Yeah. Yeah. 
No, I knew I saw this coming. Uh, I knew that this ha this <laughs> this has to be the way it is. This has, this to, has be. to be the way it this is. This is yeah, inevitable. Um, this so this is the first of of <laughs> a, a couple. Uh it's legally blonde. Oh, it's legally blonde. It actually, like I was like, let me not because I was self conscious of putting my own shows in the in the list. I was like, let me I, like I refrained. And then I thought about songs like Serious, where Elle in, is sitting at the, you know, she thinks she's going to get proposed to and she gets broken up with. It's just the way that Heather Hack and Larry and Nell handled the adaptation from the movie. I thought it was just so well done. The music, I mean, for me, it's it's really the music, like Bend and Snap. Uh, every song, um, for the most part, you know, except for the, the, the really powerful ballad. It's like, they're so funny and they're so smart. There's a goddamn remix it, uh, like everyone ends yeah. up irish step dancing it's i agree with you <laughs> i think legally blonde is so funny yeah. i think if you really look at the way that they're handling it it's so winky and kooky yeah. uh like i like if you listen to the lyrics of of just of oh my god you guys let's go home before someone cries it's like it, yeah. the lyrics are hilarious and it's just, it's such a quotable show. You know what I mean? I feel like if, I, I don't know how many times a week I hear Molly take your break yeah. or like, you know, just yeah. like these like really like rando lines from the show. Um, and it was, it was as much fun, if not more to do. So I have to, I have to pay homage yeah. no, to, my, I... to my show, but we've also heard it a million times and it's all over the internet. So I'm not going to play it. Um, but, and that's fine. <laughs> my life, my list. Yep. T-shirts now available. Do you want a t-shirt? We'll That's make right. it available. Do you want a t-shirt? We can make we gotta push of a button. Right in and let us oh, know. Rob, Rob, you want a t-shirt? Um <laughs> my number eight is <laughs> Rock of Ages. Rock of Ages is hilarious. I it have, almost made it to my list I too. Laughed, my final list. I've seen it so many times on Broadway, off Broadway. If your cast is committed, it is so zany. And because the music that they're using in it is so over the top and so yeah. completely bonkers, they just key into it and go like, all right, then this is the this is the the reality, the conceit that we're all going to accept right now is that we're all living in this heightened frequency of of lunacy. Um, you know, and I think a lot of that comes just from the narration from Lonnie. Um, totally and the blessing that is um i love him and i'm forgetting his name right now mitch jarvis mitch jarvis um yeah driving the ship and that character it's just funny 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 throughout and you just can't take any of it seriously and hopefully you're drinking while you watch it or you're yeah. or you've had you've had a gummy um and it's just uh, every time i've seen it i've just laughed myself utterly silly um it's so fun i think i've seen it three times yeah, yeah. that is I, i'm so glad you you have it on the list because it was in my sort of preliminary um and actually there's so many shows now i feel like this is kind of what happened with the with the last list we did where i i feel better because you have things on yeah. there that i wanted to, to add and vice versa but that is seeing rock of ages on broadway because i saw it off broadway and i also saw it in las vegas which i also highly recommend that was a, a hell of a time <laughs> But the first time I saw the show on Broadway, I couldn't believe what was happening yeah. on stage and like around me, like people walking through the aisle selling Coors Light during the during the show. I was like, what is this? This is awesome. It was so much fun. Everybody was in on the joke. And like 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 you're saying too, the music is so over the top. It's just like, I, you know, you could. And then they did it again off Broadway after it yes. closed. It's like that's a show that you can you can put up anywhere. It'll do well. It's so fun. I just yeah. I, you want to hit me? Oh, that's the that's the <laughs> oh my god. That's the cue line Lauren for Lena hitting and your Wes best Taylor. shot. Yes. <laughs> hey, not for nothing. She's gifted in a lot of ways, but I want to give a shout out to Lauren Molina as a comedian. Did you ever see, yeah. this didn't end up on my list, did you see Desperate Measures off Broadway that she starred in? No. She was really, really like broad comedy funny, like Carol Burnett slapsticky fun. Oh so gosh. Lauren, if you're listening. We love you, Lauren. You're funny. 
Um, sorry, I didn't do your last Skivvy's show. Um, <laughs> we have a lot to say to you, Lauren. <laughs> We're glad you came. We're glad you came. Uh, all right. Okay. Number seven. Number seven was not number seven. Number seven was going to be somewhere in my like 11 through 15. And then I listened to a couple songs from this cast album and I was like, oh yeah, 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 yeah. Because you forget how brilliant some people are who we just know to be divas or, or, you know, are like our big Broadway leading, leading people. And my God, the drowsy chaperone is so fucking funny. Beth Level, like Danny Burstein, like, yes. But I I want to play um, the end of As We Stumble Along. First of all, like, this is a trend, too, with a lot of these, these comedic songs. The people singing them are also, like, singing for the blood of the lamb. It's, like, so... They are so committed. They are so committed. And, like, there, there's another song I listen to that'll, that'll probably be on next week's. But I was like, holy shit. Like, you are, like it's yeah. yeah so i want to play the end of of as we stumble along from the drowsy chaperone chaperone because beth level sustains this note after being super funny and you're just like oh my god yeah this is what am i witnessing um so let's listen to some of that couldn't agree with you more i could not agree with you more and that's i did that show last year i played man in chair at a, a man in chair in franklin massachusetts and i hadn't seen the show and then i went and watched it at lincoln center and was i was laughing out loud in lincoln center when they don't really encourage that sort of behavior and yeah. uh oh yeah that's funny that's funny. I remember like the also the whole concept of the show at the time was was really inventive. Do you remember like having Man in Chair and like yeah. the, it was just like the style of the show, the incredible talent, Sutton obviously and and Beth and Danny and like Bob Martin. I mean, it was just like it's another one that that may pop up again. Uh <laughs> and goes back to my point about because it's what it's effectively doing is making fun of all the things that we love about classic musicals and classic musical That's comedies right. in particular. Uh, That's right. Which tickles me to no end. As does my number seven in the same vein. I think number seven funniest musical is Something Rotten. Something Rotten is hilariously hilarious. And in particular, what I find fun is the band of actors who are putting together <laughs> the show Omelette. It's so, yep. they're so dingbatty and committed. Like they do the whole, this, uh, what's that coming down the Silk Road out of Asia? The Black Death, Black Death, woo! It's like so right. nonsensical <laughs> coming out of your penis and your vagina. Like it's, it hits you. <laughs> when you're not expecting it it's so the costumes yes. are silly and they're all determined to do it there's that whole like crazy tap dance word battle that the two that shakespeare and, that, do, and yes that is funny the the costumes were funny with the cod pieces on the men um it's 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 funny it um i i saw the i saw a reading of it or a, a presentation so Listener friends, um, before a show makes it to the the you know big stage that you see it on, um, there are several stages in the developmental process, and one of those is that you do a workshop. So you get together for a few weeks, and the director and the choreographer put basically put up a show on a group of actors um, to see what works and what doesn't to make changes before they go to the next phase. And so I saw a very very early workshop of okay. something rotten, um, and the first time I saw. Christian 
Borrell and Brian Darcy James do that number. First of all, and Christian's number that when they introduce Shakespeare, yeah. it's it's um, it, Christian Borrell is one of the most charming, charismatic, talented comedic actors we have. Yeah. You know, it's you just like it's everything looks so effortless and it's so it's so clever and so specific. Um, and and watching that duet for the first time, I was like, wow, <laughs> this is really yeah, this is crazy. And Beth Level was actually in it. Oh. On in the role that Heidi Blickenstaff played. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, it just reminded me of another show. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, yeah. Anyway, yeah. Oh. Um, oh, yeah. 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 What was the title of that show? <laughs> um, if you know, you know. Uh, uh, so, yes. Something Rotten for the... I think we should listen to a little bit of... Um, oh, I don't know. Let's listen to a little bit of the opening. Welcome to the Renaissance, because it's so silly and fun. Yeah, hey Michael. Welcome to the Renaissance. Everything is new. Hey, look, it's Francis Bacon with a chicken. What's he making? Well, I think he's found a way of freezing meat. That's new. That's new. It's, it's just so stupid. New world, by golly. And he's brought us all tobacco. What a treat. Also new. And we have a list just of so derpy it's also derpy and works for me it is derpy yeah. um and i'm greg barnes did the costumes right i uh i believe he did probably they're funny yeah he knows funny yeah. <laughs> uh speaking of which yeah. speaking of funny yeah. that's all we're speaking about um another my number six we're on to number six and this is another show that i was in yeah i know <laughs> uh, <laughs> i know um Number six is spam a lot. Yeah. And I this has gone all over my list. It's like it's been on every any number of slots. Um another super splashy, funny ab- adaptation from Monty Python. Um and it's purely, I mean, it's mostly selfish reasons that it's number six for me. I got to work with Mike Nichols and it's the first time I worked with Casey Nicola and I got to see Sada Ramirez and, and that sort of inspired me to want to be in the show and play that part. So I want to listen to some of Diva's Lament oh. because this number comes out of freaking nowhere. And you're like, what is, <laughs> what is the lady in the lake, lady in the lake in his, what? Oh my God. <laughs> it's it's so like, funny. It's so funny. Oh. Um, yeah, so let's listen to some of that. Not yours, not yours, but mine. Um, it's just a great show. That's it's, it was so much fun, and it's the whole Monty Python of it all. It's like a very specific brand of humor, um, that clearly struck a nerve with so many people. Um, yeah. But lyric like the song that goes like this is ridiculously funny. The whole yeah. thing about the Sir Robin song. Yeah. <laughs> it's like. <laughs> So that's the track I got to do. I was, you know, I was one of the little in the little traveling the minstrels group, the minstrels with um with David Ide Pierce. It was Christian, me, Christian. Oh my god, Greg Ruder. Oh my god, and Brad Bradley. Do you know Brad? Yeah, Bradley? of course. Have you ever worked with Brad? Yeah, yeah. Um, the show on stage was so much fun, but the show going on backstage uh-huh. before we would go out. Do I did I tell you this? Every Saturday night, Greg and I would pick a different power ballad to sing as a duet, and we would sing it for David for DHP and for Christian, and then we would go out and do these scenes together. And I was always opposite Christian, and Christian and I would just try like just you know how Christian oh, yeah. is on stage it's like he can keep it t- I mean he's not great at keeping it together yeah. but he's mostly good at keeping it together and we would just like mess with each other on stage all all of us oh my gosh there's just like so many memories that I have of that and and Hank Azaria like 
before he would go on as his night of need, just sitting back there and just like talking trash the whole time. Just like the things that, you know, being, being in a show with funny people on stage means that it's super funny backstage. I have like a million stories from, from shows like that, that I've done. It's oh my like, gosh. I'll never forget, you know? Well, that was the whole thing is the way they cast that, you know, with, yeah. with Tim Curry, Tim Curry. and Chris Sieber and, and yes. Michael McGraw. And it's all Bob just... McGraw lunatic after lunatic after lunatic that you're like this yeah. is too too good and i agree i yeah. feel like spamalot could end up at your number 10 it could be number one it could be yeah yeah it's so funny yeah i used to get asked all the time when people would say like when i would go and teach sometimes they would say what show that you're not in would you love to be in like what would you like go want to be in and and for a long time my answer was always i just want to go be in spamalot like, yeah. what that's that's the greatest gig on Broadway is go act like a complete buffoon with these like world-class buffooners truly I mean like everywhere you looked the the ensemble was one of the funniest groups of people I have ever worked with top to bottom like Kevin Covert Greg Ruder Jen Frankel Lisa Gaida it was just like it's really a, a, a and treat. just to act like a complete weirdo on stage a complete weirdo yeah complete weirdo i mean like you could get away with a lot of oh crazy yeah antics on that show it was so fun and then and the women too like we were just um might i also add do you remember my my coconuts being on the side of the schubert for like two years i had left the show and they did a photo shoot with with the showgirls and we came out you know that's that camelot number uh -huh. we had these trays and we flipped them and they were like these like jello molds and they looked like boobs sure. so we would like tip downstairs but they did a photo shoot with us and it stayed on the side of that theater for like two years. Oh. So the show closed. Oh, that's fun. So that's when you're taking people around. You'd be like, oh, looky there. <laughs> oh, how, how how did we just happen to turn down this street? Exactly. It's so weird. I, I can't believe we're at 44th oh. Street. You Where did you want to go again? <laughs> can't believe we got this table at Sardi's <laughs> with the window facing the Schubert. That's so crazy. Thanks, Don. Slip him a 20. Exactly. Don's the waiter at that Sardis, if you didn't catch that. At that Sardis. Sorry, I was, <laughs> yes, ending that too. Uh, I am at a precipice for my number six. My number five is so rock solid. My my top five are so rock solid and I stand behind Same. them. I'm a little wishy-washy on my number six here. These are both shows that I saw that I think are very, very funny in different ways. Um that I giggled all the way through. So maybe I'll tie my number six. Is that okay? Tie them. Is that okay? Of course. Right. It's your life, your yeah. list. And my list my list grows within me in the way. Okay. Number six. Mm -hmm. Uh-huh. Great. My number six is <clears throat> the wedding singer. Hilarious. That's Clark. Yep. Chad Begley. Hilarious. From the second the curtain comes up and everyone's in the running man. Yep. It's so campy. Yes. Matt's music in that and the way he just hit on every style of that 80s, early 90s music was so right. fantastic. The characters were so fun. The come out of the dumpster. It's just funny. The, for yes. Felicia Finley, the whole Linda's letter thing. It's like Amy Spanger's whole number at the end of Act One. Oh, crazy. Yeah, I, and then the, and then in fact <clears throat> that the whole end of the show involves them running amok with all of these like Las Vegas like Mr. T and Tina Turner, Melda Marcos, yeah, Melda yes. Marcos, J Lane Marcos, J Lane, oh, who is also one of the funniest women out there. Um, yes, <clears throat> she might be listening. Hi, J Lane. Uh, just I was like, what is happening? Once again, it was one of those like, what is happening moments. I could not be totally. more delighted by the silliness of this. Yep. So the wedding singer is very, very funny to me and also very, very funny, but a complete left turn a totally different. Um, and in large part, thanks to the brilliance of one Jefferson Mays, a gentleman's guide to love and murder is also my number six funniest musical. It's it was on my list. Yeah, too. Yeah. It's what's fun about it. And in, in compared to some of the shows that we're talking about is the style of the show musically yeah. that it's really straightforward early musical theater golden agey kind of british music hall sound but done as farce um yeah so it's 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 silly and serious but 
if you're not familiar with the conceit of the show, I've used that phrase twice. You must think I'm so smart. I was today. very impressed with that yeah. use. Thank you. Uh, you almost think I'm so smart. But uh, is that the character of all of the entire clan of dice squiths that are all being killed off one by one. Every scene, it just leads up to a hilarious murder. Um, is all Every character is played by Jefferson Mays originally. So it's one actor who does yeah. it all. And so the characterization and the lunacy of all of the different characters, and the, it's so funny. And Bryce Pinkham is a gem too. So because, but I laughed my way sick through that because it's also a really twisted, super original idea. Um, that's musical comedy based on death, which is always funny. You know, we take our greatest yeah. fear in life and we make it hilarious. Uh, then you have the family dynamics and the and the the class dynamics of these super rich, out of touch people. But once again, all played by Jefferson Mays with an astounding array of different voices and and postures and costumes. It's very funny. Gentleman's Guide to Love a Murder. That's a really good. Really good number six. Pew, pew, pew. Really good tie. Both of those were on my list at one point. Naturally. Oh, thank God. I'm glad we ended on such a such a positive oh, note. Oh, we did. You know? Because <laughs> our theater news was really dark today. So <laughs> it's nice to land <laughs> on a positive place. Remember, you can and should follow us on social media at Theater Countdown everywhere except on Twitter where it's just a theater count because we ain't got time for that. You can rate us and review us like our good friend Rob did. Share us with your friends. Spread the word. And most importantly, let us know what you liked in the list and what you didn't like in our list. We know it's your life and your list, and we want to know more about it. Right? Yeah, that was really well done. You did that in like one breath. I I can talk really fast. Love Sometimes it. <laughs> when I do dance competitions and we do, we do the awards at the end, I see just how fast <laughs> I can talk. And it gets it's pretty fun for me. I yeah I too I too am a fast talker. I know I, I saw Dreamgirls. That's right. Laurel's not. You know, speaking Lorel's of, not saying anything particularly slow. No, she's no. not. She's got a lot to yeah. say, and she's got a short amount of time yeah. to do it. Um, we could also do another list that are like funniest songs. Well, oh yes, within. absolutely. Because there are some shows that are not classified as funny that have some really funny ass songs in them. Hundo P. You know, so yeah. Uh, if you like that, you know. Let us know. Slide into our DMs and tell us as much. Yeah, tell us as much. As tell us as much. As much. That's right. All right. Well, thanks for joining us. This was really fun. Yep. Keep laughing. This is really fun. Keep laughing. Out really there. funny. Remember, <laughs> laughter is the best medicine for COVID. Not credible sources, like I said. We are not credible. Um <laughs> We will see you next week when we count down our top five funniest musicals. Can't wait until that. And uh, that's it. Cheryl's ready? I'm ready. And, and scene. scene. Thank you, boing. Love a boing. <laughs> <laughs>